Build Back Better. That's the next bill. So remember, infrastructure is a trillion, a little bit more. Now Build Back Better uh, is supposed to be two trillion. That's not going to happen. So Biden, um, I think, knows if he knows what date it is, that there's only two more days before the Senate takes off for Christmas. And believe me, Senate's going to take off for Christmas. So um, Schumer, the Senate majority leader, he goes, no, no, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. No, you're not. You're not going to get it. Because Manchin and Cinema and maybe a couple of others, not ready to vote for this kind of a build back better boondoggle. Just to refresh your memory, and if you watch me every night, you know, but if you don't, <clears throat> all this is is $2 trillion. It's massive giveaways. Giving away tax money. Climate change here. Family leave there. Babysitting here. You name it. Now, within the bill um, used to be amnesty for illegal aliens. This is a fascinating story. There is a Senate parliamentarian. Did you know that? She is in charge of making sure that every bill that's voted on is legal. That's the Senate parliamentarian. All right. Her name is Elizabeth McDougal, McDonough. She's uh, Scottish. McDonough. Elizabeth McDonough. So when the Democrats put amnesty for illegal aliens in the Build Back Better bill, and they have other stuff like this, but not that egregious, the parliamentarian says, no, you can't do that. You have to vote on amnesty for illegal aliens separately. Can't load or sneak that into another finance bill. So she knocked it out. All right. She's doing her job. Well... Alexandria Cortez didn't like that at all. Here's what she said. We will not surrender our power to an unelected parliamentarian. We need to use our power to help the people. And so the Senate, our demand is for the Senate to override the parliamentarian, include a full path to citizenship. Yay, yay, yay. Of course, that's never going to happen in a million years. But all uh, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez wants to do is get attention among her constituency, which is primarily foreign-born. Uh, that's all. It's a, nobody's going to listen to her. See, that's what people don't understand. They think that Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez has power. She has no power. Zero. The only person she frightens is Chuck Schumer because she might run against Schumer for the Senate in New York. Now, Schumer not very well liked here. Powerful, been around forever. But do they like Chucky? No. I don't think Cortez could beat him in a primary, Democratic primary. Because Schumer will have all kind of money and, you know, the machine. But she could mobilize, you know, millions of people to vote for her on the left and foreign people. <clears throat> you know, when I say foreign people, I mean foreign born people. They have the right to vote in the United States now. Anyway, um, <clears throat> this is not going to happen. 
Now, will it get passed eventually? I think maybe some part of it would, maybe one, two. So remember, it started at three, five trillion or even above four in some estimates. It's down to two. They'll whittle it down to maybe one, two. You know, we're talking a trillion, two hundred billion dollars. So this is money. But to the federal government, it's not. It's monopoly money. All right, so Joe Biden, he has no control over any of this, all right? He just, he's totally befuddled. No one's listening to him. Um, Schumer's going to try to get it, but I think he's going to fail. Now, this is another good story nobody's going to tell you about. So there's a woman named Sali Amarova. There she is. I, I introduced you to her a few weeks ago. She was nominated by Biden to lead the office of the comptroller of the currency. Nobody even knows what that is. I didn't even know what it was. I got to be honest with you. I said, what? What is that? Her basic job is to oversee 1,200 banks that do business with the federal government. They lend money, you know, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. She oversees that. All right, so now she is a far-left individual. She was born in Kazakhstan. She went to Moscow State University. And we're not talking Moscow, Idaho. We're talking Moscow, Moscow. And then she came to USA, and she did very well academically. But she is way, way out there, okay, and wants the government to control these banks. See, that's what communism and socialism is. The federal government would tell the banks what to do instead of the banks having the final say, even though they're doing business with the feds. All right. No, she don't want that. So she's out. She quit. There wasn't a there were like 10 Democratic senators going, we're not going to put this woman in charge of the banks. So they could never get it passed. But why would Biden think he could? To to nominate a radical left person, put a picture up there again. All right. A radical left person. The Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said, don't do it. Yellen said, don't do it. He did it anyway. Now, I asked my staff to um, root around and, and find the only thing we could find is the Wall Street Journal. That's OK. That's enough. We know what she looks like now. Uh, the Wall Street Journal says one theory for the bizarre nomination is that Biden is trying to appease progressives because he plans to reappoint. Jerome Powell is Fed chairman. Okay, I mean, all right, I mean, they're playing political games, but Biden had to know this was never going to happen. Now, when I say had to know, I'm saying that in a, a sense that if you were a president who was paying attention, if you knew what was happening on a day-to-day basis, had to know it's never going to get through the Senate. Now, Biden isn't that. He doesn't know what's happening day to day. He does what he's told. Mr. President, we have uh, Vladimir Putin on the line on a conference call uh, this morning. And we're going to talk to him about Ukraine and where he's got 175,000 troops on the border. Okay. And then they sit and they do it. Now, is Biden thinking about, well, you know, what the strategy may be and, you know, what, what, how I'm going to present it? <clears throat> I don't think so. I could be wrong. I'm not there, but I don't think so. All right, let's go over to COVID. I have to say, I, I get a lot of mail. 
And we have mail coming in on radio, on TV, uh, and then from concierge members on BillOReilly.com who have direct access to me. So they can email me and ask questions or advice or, or anything, and I'll try to help them out. I get some really, really fanatical anti-vaxxers who are concierge members. I mean, they are so dug in. You're never going to dig them out, ever. And I, and I, I try to use some humor in it. I said, oh, look, we just disagree. All right, no matter what you send me from some website that says if you get the Moderna vax, you're going to be a werewolf in two years, I'm not going to consider it because I think it's insane. I think that the best thing for the country is 100% of the people vaccinated based upon what I can see and the studies that I've read. I just read one this morning. Okay, now, if you don't trust the government, if you don't trust the medical authorities, I can't, there's no discussion then. And that's your perfect right if you're an anti-vaxxer. They can't force you to take that vax. And that would be terrible if they tried. And every time Biden tries any mandate, the courts block it. Because that's not constitutional. You have a right not to take the vax. But if everyone in America were vaxxed, this COVID thing would be much less intense. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get a extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Okay. So now we have the Omicron variant. Over Thanksgiving weekend, the press scared every, the hell out of everybody. Oh, South Africa, here it comes, this giant variant coming. Well, uh, now story's changing a little bit. Here's our best friend, Dr. Anthony Fauci. It's too early to be able to determine the precise severity of disease, but inklings that we are getting, and we must remember these are still in the form of anecdotal, but hopefully in the next few weeks, we'll get a much clearer picture. But it appears that with the cases that are seen, we are not seeing a very severe profile of disease. Which means the dreaded Omnicon variant is like the flu. That's what it means. Now, you got to know it's Fauci. So maybe, could be, might. You know, the, guy, the guy's like Jello. You just can't. <laughs> you, what? 
But, you know, look, my advice to you, and I'm giving this as sincerely as I possible, protect yourself. So if you're not going to get the backs, just don't, don't get out into the stores. Or, you know, just protect yourself. If you go into a crowded place, I would wear a mask in a crowded place. I don't go to crowded places. Now, I will be this weekend with Donald Trump, but I'll be on a stage. Okay, and the 10,000 people will be in the arena. But, you know, a lot of people. But I'm not going to, you know, mask up and do all that. But I got the booster on Monday. Um, But I'm telling you, protection is what this is all about for you and your family. Okay, so the Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy. Do we have his picture? The Surgeon General. The only reason people know the Surgeon General is because he put slap the tag on cigarettes that they might kill you. So Vivek Murthy put out yesterday a public health advisory saying that children, teenagers, are being impacted by COVID in the mental health area. And then he backed it up with stats. 25% of youth experiencing depressive symptoms, 20% anxiety symptoms. It's a lot. So these kids in the middle of the pandemic aren't able to process it very well. Um, Attempted suicides for adolescent girls up 51% year to year. I mean, that's a crisis. Interestingly enough, for boys, only 4% up. But girls, 51%. And so the Surgeon General says this is all COVID. Okay, I just thought I'd report that. I think it's interesting. So an Axios-Ipsos poll, you know, we don't have any confidence in that poll at all. Um, But this is the only one we have in a question like this. So in light of the news about the new Omicron variant, how likely are you, if at all, to do each of the following? Wear a mask indoors at all time in public, 62%. It's a lot. Stop dining indoors at restaurants, 33%. Stop having gatherings with friends and family outside of your household, 28%. Self-quarantine, 28. Cancel holiday travel plans, 23. Stop going into your office or place of employment, 13. Okay, so, you know, people are scared. They don't want to get COVID. And then people said to me, "Um, well, what if you had it? You know, millions of Americans had COVID. And you have antibodies after you. But nobody knows how long they last. This is the chaos that we're looking at. Two, three years from now, we'll have studies on all of this and we'll have a much more powerful vaccine like the polio vaccine. That's under development now. And that should do it. But now, a lot of chaos. So I hate to even cover this story because we do it and it's so repetitive. It's Chicago. It's violence. um, But there's something here that that is a little bit different. So last weekend, 32 people shot nine Killed. The dead, age 18 to 56, injured, age 12, 12 year old to 41. So that's in Chicago, the nation's third largest city. 30 people, two people shot, nine fatally in two days. So the mayor, who, you know, it would be better for the Chicago way, all right? to quote Sean Connery in The Untouchables, 
we'd be better if they would impeach Lori Lightfoot, the mayor, and put in a seventh grader. Seventh grader could do a better job running Chicago than this woman. So here's what she says about the latest violence. Do you know where your kid is? Are you making sure you are talking to your children about how they need to act and behave when they are in large crowds? We've got to rely upon an urge and hold parents accountable as well as when their kids are out downtown. Hold care. You won't even hold the criminals accountable. Miss Lightfoot. Okay, that's the problem. Now you want derelict parents to be held accountable? Come, this is just ridiculous. The woman's just absurd. De Blasio's worse. Let me get to de Blasio. Okay, so de Blasio in New York, he's got three more weeks. Thank God. But before he's out, he goes, everybody working in New York City has to get vaccinated. Of course, that's never going to happen. And then he says, your kids age 5 to 11 can't go for an ice cream sundae unless they have a Bax passport. So the new mayor coming in, Eric Adams, he's not going to do any of this. But de Blasio, the totalitarian communist, he's just tweaking everybody on the way out. He's the worst mayor ever in New York City, worse than Boss Tweed. Look him up, if you can believe it. And he just makes a fool out of himself. But there's a little bit of uh, importance. If de Blasio had the power, he'd be a dictator. And if you didn't do what he said, he'd hurt you. Okay. The latest New York City atrocity, we have them every single day now. A man named Daryl Johnson um, goes out on the street. He's got a rap sheet all day long, 15 times arrested, okay? And he hurts people on the street. There's Daryl. So he goes out and he attacks a 50-year-old woman, uh, assaults her, and slices up her face. Isn't that nice? Okay, then same day, he assaults a 32-year-old woman a block away. Punched in the face repeatedly by Johnson. Cops see him, get him. He's charged with two counts of assault with intent to cause physical injury. No bail. Out right away. Now, this is New York State. So you can carve up a woman's face and then punch another woman. Within an hour, get arrested, go in and be arraigned, and they let you go. New York. You want progressives? Then you're going to have blood in the streets. And I mean serious blood in the streets. Because that's what we have now. Lightfoot, progressive. De Blasio, progressive. All the nuts in San Francisco, progressive. The people who run L.A., progressive. Portland, Oregon, can't even go there. Progressive. Maybe you see a pattern. Oh, geez. makes me so angry. Imagine if it was your mother. Or he's just walking down a street. He got something and slice it and he's out. You don't want to hold him? 15 arrests? <sighs> so I get a lot of mail about TV. 
All right. Now, I have weaned myself off most television because it's just moronic. I don't want to see the mass singer. All right. Or dancing with felons. I, I, I just don't. I watch Blue Bloods Friday night. Excellent show. I try to watch 60 Minutes, which I've watched my whole life. I, I can't get through it anymore. Very slow now. And that's it. Sports. You know, the game on, I want to see, I'll watch it. But I'm not engaged much in television anymore. I've got to read an enormous amount to stay as smart as I am. I mean, you know, right? So anyway, I'm getting mail about TV commercials, which I never watch. As soon as the commercial goes on, it's muted. And it says, look, what happened? What happened? Um, now every TV commercial is woke. And yeah, it's happening. Roll the tape. Hey, Gracie. You know how our family has daddy and mommy? And me. Yeah, that's right. Pretty soon, you're going to have a baby brother. Deal. Okay, apparently that's a commercial for Cheerios. I don't know if the puppy's going to eat Cheerios. My terror dog won't. Um, but, I, you know, I watch that. It doesn't bother me. But it apparently bothers a lot of people that this is what is being put forth. So we asked uh, Adam Goulet. Uh, he is the Accuracy in Media. Uh, conservative news media watchdog. Wow. He works for them. And he comes to us from Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. Very nice. Watch out for the sharks down there, Adam. You know, you get a little nip. Those bull sharks, they're all, they like Ponte Vedra. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you got to be careful down there. Anyway, so have you heard anything? Is there a groundswell of why is this woke commercials why are they doing this? Have you heard anything about that? You know, it's almost kind of a two-part scheme that they've been doing for years now. All of the content coming out of Hollywood is increasingly geared towards young people. It has to be safe for young people. We have to make sure that if the kid's in the room, they're not going to be offended by seeing it. But the real downside of that, aside from the fact that these kids end up being coddled, they end up being soft, the real downside of that is the kids are the most woke. So if we're going to make content that's geared for, towards the teenagers or the young people in this world, we're going to get the most woke content possible. Rather than individualism, they celebrate victimization. It's, it's outrageous. But, uh, you know, a company like Cheerios, um, you know, you have to even look hard to figure out what, you know, they don't even say, hey. I want a puppy and Cheerios. That might be better. But a company like that, do you feel that that company is under social pressure and they want a virtue signal? Is that part of it? All of corporate America is under social pressure. It's undeniable at this point. And they're terrified of the woke crowd. Even though they realize, you know, the phrase go woke, go broke is true. They are cowering in fear from the woke crowd. You see these companies like, you know, Nike, that has their shoes built in communist China where Uyghur Muslims are enslaved. 
and they stand up to Atlanta. They don't want to, you know, have the World Series there, but they'll never stand up to the Chinese. You see all of corporate America hiring equity officers to push their radical progressive ideas within their company. American Express is spending a billion dollars pushing equity within the company. Give it five years, they're going to be anti-American Express. It's one thing to see progressivism in Hollywood or to see it in higher education. We're now seeing it in all of corporate America. Now, I wonder if it's a good sales vehicle. You know, State Farm Insurance has got this guy. He's in every commercial, African-American guy, good actor, certainly pulls it off. But I wonder if that translates into higher sales. Has anybody studied, say, five years ago uh, and when commercials were just commercials, they weren't woke and now they are woke? Is, is it a more effective tool for commerce? Well, unquestionably, we know the phrase go woke, go broke ain't based on, based on nothing. Consistently, we've seen Hollywood films made in a woke style. They fail. They rebooted Ghostbusters to appease the woke crowd. That failed. They do a non-woke version. It succeeds. What a surprise. The woke stuff consistently fails. But these folks are so terrified of the woke crowd in corporate America and in Hollywood. And it feels good to be praised by that woke crowd that even though they know it's going to probably crush them with corp with actual profits, even though they know it'll crush their movie, they do it because they're more terrified than the woke crowd right, than so they are going bankrupt. Your hypothesis is that the woke commercials aren't helping the bottom line in, in these corporations. No, no, unquestionably not. I'd like to see a study on it. Now, I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild after union. And um, that's where all of the actors and the commercials come from. Got to be in that union. And five years ago, it was primarily Caucasian white actors getting the roles. Um, and now it's not. Now it's minorities and women getting the commercials. Now that's upset some people inside the union, but not me. I, you know, I say to people, look, for decades, white actors benefited because they were white. And the uh, corporations didn't want to stir up anything. So now it's, you know, it's a good opportunity for actors of color to prosper. That's my point of view. Am I wrong? My point of view is let's hire, if I'm running a company or if I got an ad agency, I'm going to cast whoever's going to move the most product. My goal should be to move product and boost profit, uh, bottom lines, whether the character yeah, or the actor know, is black commercial. or white or any of that. It's not, it's not, uh, the Godfather. I mean, it's a commercial. It's a 30 second spot. Anybody could do it. So it's hard to say merit when you're cast in a commercial. I mean, it's really hard to do. I want to get your opinion before I let you go on uh, CNN. You, you're covering the story, you're following it. And uh, what's your assessment? Well, we parked at Accuracy in Media, we parked a mobile billboard outside their, uh, outside CNN's office over the summer. Cuomo lied, thousands died, revoke his Emmy now. We went after them over the Chris Cuomo mess. It is an absolute disaster. And now Chris Cuomo claims that Zucker knew that he was helping Andrew Cuomo all along. It's unbelievable. These folks are activists pretending to be journalists. It's one thing for them to tell their left-wing audience what they want to hear, but to cover up stuff like this and to call yourselves actual journalists is just sickening and embarrassing. They should be ashamed of themselves. So does CNN go out of business? There's a rumor they're going to get sold to a guy named John Malone. I don't know what he would do, but AT&T seems you know, to be impotent to stop any of the chaos over there. What happens to CNN, say, a year from now? 
they're an incredibly difficult situation because they're flanked on the left by MSNBC. If you're a hard left viewer, you're probably watching MSNBC. And if you're not a hard left viewer, you're probably watching a network like this or Fox or OAN or Newsmax. So there's so little left in the middle these days when really Americans are on one side or the other. There's so little left in the middle that there's nowhere for CNN to go. I'm not sure what they're going to do. Uh, I don't think there's a good situation for them. I think they'll exist but never again as a force in this country. Adam, thanks very much for helping us out. We really appreciate it. Here's a, a, a funny aside. So I'm doing uh, a lot of uh, interviews for uh, the Trump O'Reilly History Tour in Florida and Texas. You know, obviously that's where the shows are. So uh, one of my bookers calls yesterday and says, I can't get you on any, any NBC properties. They hate you. <laughs> I said, they hate me? And they say, yeah, yeah, you're you're their leading critic. And so apparently Comcast based in Philadelphia uh, monitors what we do here. Now, they should hate me, NBC, because they are the worst. They're worse than CNN. And they're they know better. They don't care. Money over honesty. CNN is dissolving before the country's eyes. In November 2020, a year ago, primetime CNN averaged 2,800,000 viewers. Okay? November 2021, CNN primetime, 654,000 total viewers. Can you believe the collapse in a year? Now, part of that is the absence of, of hating Trump, but I've never seen a collapse like that. And now with Cuomo, I mean, who's, who's watching that network? I mean, guess you, Stanley Tucci has recipes or something for frittatas, I guess. I, I don't know what's going on. But it's an amazing media story. So we called on our media guy. Uh, Dr. Jeffrey McCall uh, is a professor of communication at DePaul University in Greencastle, Indiana, from where he joins us. So do you see the CNN way? as I described it, doctor. Oh, CNN is in free fall. And I must say it, it's disappointing on one level because I really want journalism organizations to thrive. But CNN has really put itself in this, in this very sad position. You know, we need good journalism in this country. You know, good journalism serves the needs of a democracy and CNN for a long time had the respect of the American people and helped do that. And when you've got a can your prime time, you know, highest rated anchor for all kinds of breaches of ethical professionalism, that says a lot about the, the channel itself. And I, frankly, I think their decline in ratings is in part, as you said, because of the absence of Trump. But I think it goes beyond that. I think it goes to the fact that the, the viewers that they did have realized that this was an ethically and professionally vacuous environment now at CNN. And the most recent things that led to the dismissal of Chris Cuomo you know, are relevant, but I think the problems with Chris Cuomo actually began months earlier, and in fact, uh, you, you could say even years earlier, but I think where they really began was when Chris started interviewing Governor Cuomo at the beginning of the COVID crisis, because that, that whole series of interviews over weeks was basically... COVID PR 
for the governor of New York who was wanting to be president someday. And, uh, and got a book it, contract. It was not just news. It was, it was right. comedy and PR. Sure, and, he, and he, he had a big He should have recused trap. himself then. Right. But here's the most important question, I believe. Say you're in your classroom and your journalism students are there and, and a wise guy like me raises his hand and says, why didn't the man management of CNN order Chris Cuomo to recuse himself right after his brother got in trouble with accusations of misconduct? What would your answer be? Oh, it'd be so easy. I mean, we, we study journalistic codes of ethics in my class. This is the Society of Professional Journalists has a very good one. The Radio, Television, Digital News Association has a very good one. And all of those codes of ethics across the board in journalism say, when you have a conflict of interest, when you have an interest in a particular story, you get yourself out. And the fact that the CNN brass, the CNN hierarchy, didn't go to those codes of ethics or didn't know about them or Shocking. just didn't care, tells Shocking. us a lot, which, right. which shows us really the corporate kind of corruption. And, and there are a lot of media organizations that have problems with corruption at the top and, and lack of leadership. But CNN's has been stunning in many levels because it just strikes me as odd that Jeff Zucker, the president of CNN, or the people even above him, somebody didn't look down and say, what is Chris doing interviewing his brother? What is Chris doing covering anything that has to do with his brother? I, I, and nobody I just, did that, which is listen. really sad because it tells me that the media, and particularly CNN, has become part of the establishment. They're it's not there that. to represent us. It's worse They're not that. looking out for Americans. That's for sure. I work for CBS National, ABC National, and Fox for more than 21, for more than 20 years, okay? This, at all three places, this never could have happened. Couldn't have happened because there were managers, all right? And, and in the case of Fox, a guy named Roger Ailes, just would have called you up and said, you're not covering us. I mean, that never happened. But now it does happen. And the reason it happens is money. Because all the media companies, AT&T owns CNN, all right? They don't care about journalistic ethics or anything else. They care about being woke and making as much money as they can, saying anything they want, doing anything they want, whether it's true or not. We saw that with Russian collusion. Last word, doctor. Yeah, the corporatization of media has really been a problem. And as you hint, the people at the top of these big corporations really have no background in journalism. They're only interested in business. And that's really sad because as I was saying a moment ago, you know, we, the, the free press was established to be autonomous and to watchdog on behalf of citizens, to be our surrogates. Yeah. They've stepped away from that role and American democracy is being ill-served by the way the media is going about its business now, because when they're part of the establishment, they are not watching out for the citizens, which they were founded by the First Amendment to do. That's for sure. Hey, thanks, Dr. Merry Christmas to you. And thank uh, you, we'll Bill. talk again soon, I hope. Thank you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. 
American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, let's get to the mail. Frank on the message board has Joe Biden committed treasonous acts as president. He is not. Okay? Bad policy is not treason. That being said, his failure to enforce immigration law, dicey. Dicey, but not treason. Barry, concierge member, Barry gets direct access to me. And Barry, this week, 40% off all our stuff in the Christmas store. Barry, strike. Whatever happened to truth in advertising? Isn't there a government agency responsible for keeping the news honest? (laughs) No. There's no government agency. The founding fathers set up the press to keep an eye on the government. Government has no sway over the press. Um, And the press, of course, is now betrayed the founding fathers and is corrupt and but government can't get involved with that. It's First Amendment. William Alkir, Jacksonville, Florida. O'Reilly, you rarely ever mention natural immunity. And I'm not sure why you don't recognize that the vaccine is nothing more than a therapeutic in a needle. My confidence in you relaying the truth is diminishing. So, William, look, we can just go and do this dance every day. You don't believe in the vaccine. 20% of Americans don't. Okay. Nothing I can do to persuade you. But when you say natural immunity, there are 335 million Americans. Who's going to examine all of them? Who's going to determine they have natural immunity. It's insane. Nobody could do that. Then you have medical privacy laws. You have all kinds of stuff. So this, I get these letters every day from the anti-vaxxers. Oh, natural immunity. Come on, just live in the real world occasionally. That's never going to happen. It can't happen. It's impossible. Our alternatives are these, vaccine or nothing. 
And if you've had COVID, we don't even know how long those antibodies last. So I'm getting my booster tomorrow. Warren Weber, Norco, California. What are the chances that Democrats and Joe Biden will shut down a country at election time, 222, 224, in the name of COVID? Who knows? You know, one of the really horrible things about this virus, nobody knows what's going to happen. There's no predictability on it. It's awful. Matthias Rotenberg, Israel. Progressives always explain away the violence, anger, and crime and poor school performance in inner city communities with one word, racism. Of course. Because if you criticize progressive policies, you're a racist. Doesn't matter whether the kids learn. Doesn't matter whether thousands of people die in Chicago. You criticize that, you're racist. It's not like that in Israel, I don't think, Matthias. Barbara Williams, Lake Oswego, Oregon, right outside of Portland. Why isn't there an independent counsel investigation on Biden's China collusion? Who's going to do it? Merrick Garland's not going to do it. He works for Biden. Who's going to make that appointment? Now, if the Republicans take both houses of Congress, maybe you'd have hearings. But Democrats have the power now. Loretta Hastings, Fargo, North Carolina, uh, North Dakota. I know it's North Dakota. Is President Trump really electable since half the country still hates him? I don't know. I don't know if he's electable or not. We'll find out in the Trump history tour how he's going to present himself. And that begins in 10 days in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, sunrise. And we'll go in the next day, the 12th, to the Amway Center in Orlando. Toyota Center the next weekend in Houston, Saturday, Sunday. American Airlines Center, Dallas, Texas. Unforgettable show. I I can guarantee you that. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here's the final thought of the day. Christmas is zipping up 17 days away. Um, everybody's busy, but here's what I did last night. Okay. Cause I'm a Christmas kind of guy, a jolly old elf. All right. Accent on the old. So I made my gift list and I try to be creative, but most people want gift cards. That's what they want. Okay. Makes it easy on me, but I try to, you know, well, this person, they might like that. This right. Then I made my card list. I actually send Christmas cards. That's dying out, but I like to do it. Then I made my uh, midnight mass accommodation at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City. Because you got to book that. All right. So I'll be there. My parents were married at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Then I made my food menu. 
for Christmas week. Okay? So I said, well, on, on Christmas Day, we're going to have some ham and, you know, because you want to stock it with all this crazy supply chain stuff and all of that. And finally, I wrote in nap times <laughs> for each day, you know, uh, a little nap here, a little nap there. But the point of it, you'll get overwhelmed unless you write it down. Got to write it down. Now, you're always going to forget stuff, but if you have a master schedule, your holiday will be so much better. That is the final thought. Off tomorrow. Saturday, big action with the Trump show. Tweets, and we'll have videos on BillOReilly.com. We'll have everything. Monday, huge show. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.